Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Really happy to be here. My name is Melissa Kigua, and I am the founder and CEO of Obange. Obange is a luxury sustainable startup where members are able to borrow high-end designer jewelry from Dior, YSL, Chanel, Hermes for a monthly membership. Um, our prices have been $29 and $49, but they will be going up to $49 and $99 in the new year. So if you're interested, you should you should hop on that and get grandmothered in before we change our prices. <laughs> Listen, I might need to get grandmothered in myself, okay? <laughs> and get access to some of this, this luxury that you're talking about over there. So what is it, you know, that found you doing this work that you're doing now? Yeah, I have a little bit of a non-traditional um founder story, but you know, most of us don't have a founder have founder backgrounds unless you're raised in an entrepreneurial family. But I actually started my career in media and entertainment. So I started out as a, as a journalist. And so I always say that the first part of my 20s um, was the consciousness raising because I traveled the world doing that. I was in East Africa for a number of years. I was in China, South America. And that was great fun, but I sort of didn't necessarily see the future of being in journalism. You know, I couldn't imagine 20, 30 years what the industry would look like. But um, I was in refugee camps. I traveled inside sweatshops. I really saw the real effects of, you know, what it means to live on the fringe. Um, what it, what poverty means, like just that real, real reality. But also starting to make the connections between what's happening on the West, how we consume, how that impacts things all over the place, um, and waste, where does that all go? And really starting to make that connection. Then I transitioned from journalism um, and I moved to Hollywood because I figured that, you know, I'm a storyteller. I love, you know, that's that's where my sort of uh, journalistic uh, mind could work. And I ended up working for um, some black celebs and that I call was my luxury phase. So I had my consciousness raising and then I had my luxury raising. And while I wasn't getting paid what these celebs were getting paid, when you have to be in the space, you want to show out, you want to look good, you want to feel good. And so I I wanted to fit in, quote unquote, but one, mm-hmm. I didn't have the finances. And two, I still had this tension, right? Like I wasn't, I was still that 20, 21 year old idealistic Melissa that traveled the world and and wanted to make the world a better place. And so Abanj was born out of that sort of tension within myself of thinking about, all right, fashion accounts for 10% of global carbon emissions. That's a problem, right? We use hundreds of billions of, uh, of water to create textiles. You think of the uh, human rights issues around jewelry, right? Where do we get the diamonds from? Rubies from Myanmar, right? Um, the, the gem trade in and of itself, miners, the cyanide used in mining, all of that we could sort of get into. So I thought, how do I consume the things that I find beautiful, 
but at in an affordable place. And so I knew that, you know, from Rent the Runway and whatnot, there were, this market had been validated, there was a pathway towards it. And I thought that, you know, specifically high-end jewelry was niche enough for me to make my mark. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I love it. You know, I think that there more and more these days, right? Businesses are are becoming because of a need that we see that is filled, right? And so, you know, you first mentioned that people can join a membership and they can be able to rent this high-end jewelry, which obviously is fabulous, right? But that there's something deeper behind it. It's not just because we're fabulous or living our most luxurious lives, which is just fine, but also because it's tied to a mission that matters. And so I love that when we start peeling back the layers, we can see how important this work is. So it's not even just fun or, you know, um, helps us meet a need, but it's actually mission driven and purposeful. Yeah. I actually, my hope is that that's where we're going as a society in terms of understanding that, you know, business can do good and be really fun at the same time. I think that the old model made it seem as though there's two camps. There's a quote-unquote do-gooders, and then there's the quote-unquote business people who are out here, you know, trying to make profit for the shareholders and trying to pay dividends to whoever stakeholders they need to. And I think that hopefully those of us who come into business from a non-linear, non-traditional standpoint, we are coming because we see a hole in the market. We are coming because we want to see our own needs uh, taken care of and we realize there's a market opportunity connected to that. But we can also do really good. Um, and I mean, I have a very particular worldview. I'm just going to put it out there. I think that it's more women <laughs> and more women of color uh, making money, creating business decisions, making businesses that will lead that charge because we tend to be the communities most impacted by bad business practices, right? Like there is a reason why in some communities you can buy the Hermes and in other communities, it's people stitching the fabric together for the Hermes, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that as, as, as people who have different um, points of views and occupy multiple realities, right? I am a child of an immigrant. And so therefore I am very uh, sensitive to to the cyclical nature of money and where that ends up and where that goes. I'm African by descent, so I care about those things, right? And so that's I because that's just my background doesn't make me better or less than than anyone else. It's just my sensitivity. And so when I enter into the marketplace, that's the particular worldview I have, right? Anyway, I could go on and on about that. <laughs> No, I think that that's so deep. And this evolutionary process that I think a lot of people are having where um, we're shifting our thinking or we're opening ourselves to, you know, having a different way of thinking, like you mentioned, right? Um, and, and being aware that we aren't the only ones. I think the world is getting smaller and smaller, right? Just because of the internet and, and things like that, where we hopefully understand um, our place in the greater ecosystem and um, that we are all connected and we all are also dependent on each other and how yeah. can we kind of show up as the best versions, best cogs in the wheel, best, you know, um, yeah. the best community mates 
um, as possible for others and not just for us presently, but also thinking ahead, right? So a lot of this is, you know, how are the things that we're doing now going to make things either sustainable or not? Um, yeah. And that's a yeah. huge piece of the puzzle that I feel like there are much more conversations on than maybe previously, which is great because we need to be talking about things, even with people we disagree with, right? Maybe we don't need to always be talking to people, you know, that that think the same way as us all the time. Um, and being able to manage, you know, the, the the gaps and the spaces, because maybe that's where most of the growth even occurs, you know? Right, right. 100%. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, with you building this luxurious, beautiful brand, um, and and just being human and a woman, and you know, um, an immigrant, and all of these things, for those who are creatives and they have all these ideas, maybe they're multi talented or multi passionate. Like, how is it that you would suggest for them not to give up? Because I feel like so many people have ideas. I don't know if there were times where you felt like you know what, maybe this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, or maybe maybe I need to take the safe route or something, or maybe you never felt that way, which is cool too, because I would love to hear about you know how you kept yourself in that headspace. But for those who question themselves, doubt whether they can keep going, what is it you would say to them you know, in order for them to, to have a different perspective? Yeah, I love that question, and I want to answer it from two. So I want to speak to the emotional level of what you've said and then some sort of tactical things. On the emotional level, um, I think that anybody who said that they didn't have doubt would be some sort of like a sociopath. Uh, I think that part of intuition sometimes can be fear. Um, and sometimes we listen to fear and it's not good, but sometimes fear is the red flag being like, alert, alert, uh, <laughs> something's wrong. <laughs> so I would say uh, doubt is always going to be there. 2020 uh, knocked a lot of us on our butts. Right. Me at the, in the front of the <laughs> choir. Um, fashion rentals took a hit, right? Mm. When I was founding Obange, we 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 really sort of um, got off the ground earlier this year. So we are brand, brand new. We are a brand new baby business. But um, the goal was to have started early last year. And nobody knew how long COVID would take. Hmm. And one month bled into another, bled into another. And not only was it difficult from the business perspective in terms of like just running it, but if all your customers are, <laughs> or your potential customers are in the house or are dealing with real life stuff. I was furloughed from my job. I, you know, I got these kids that I'm trying to mm. take care of while I work. I, real, real life. It become you, you, I at least started asking myself some very deep questions around what is the value of, you know, a luxury brand amidst world chaos. Right. And so those were my own introspections I had to go through. And I'm sure that whoever's listening to this has had their own dark night of the soul that they've had to experience or, or a few or might even still be going through it. I'd say that the things that keep you going, right? Like we talk about grit in business. We talk about resiliency, right? I like to say that it's, you don't wake up with it. It is a muscle. It is 100% mm. a muscle. Um, and it is it is the thing that we have all been working out. So they say, you know, um, uh, uh, Americans have gained weight, right? Well, we may have gained weight, so we haven't been at the gym, but we have certainly grown our resiliency muscle. And so, allowing yourself to realize that sometimes that's been that's really painful, and that's okay, and to give yourself grace in that. 
two, you know, it's who are you surrounded by? Um, mm-hmm. Who are the people speaking into your life? If you were isolated um, and in your bubble weren't family members or friends or chosen family who support you and love you, that must have been made very evident, right? If the people speaking into your life are giving you hope, are guiding you, are keeping you at bay, that can do wonders. It's your spiritual values. What do you believe about the world and why do you believe you're here? That grounds you. So I would say that for those who are like, oh my gosh, which way to turn? This is where you dig deep within yourself. And this is where you dig deep in terms of your interior walls and your interior halls and ask yourself, who am I and who am I trying to be? And it's okay if you end up at another in another direction, right? Um, if you owned a restaurant and it had to close, equity crowdfunding is, um, it says that, okay, the old traditional Silicon Valley model is that you need to be an accredited investor with a net worth of a million dollars or more to hmm. invest in a startup. But we know that intergenerational wealth is built through entrepreneurship, investment, real estate, right? Or maybe if you're an athlete <laughs> or, or a rapper, right? So by being able to invest in private companies, how many of us have a million dollars net worth to just go and start investing mm-hmm. in companies that are private? And by private, I mean they haven't IPO'd or they haven't been acquired. So what equity crowdfunding does is it says with a minimum of $100, you and me, everyday people can invest. And the crowdfund pieces, it's aggregating a whole bunch of people with that $100, 200, 500,000, 5,000, if you can do it, right? And you aggregate that together for the company's goals of raising, of maybe raising 50,000 or 100,000 or even a million or 2 million. It's new. A lot of people don't know about it. I highly, highly recommend for women to, especially women, to to get involved and and to and to check it out. The big platforms are called WeFunder, uh, Republic. They're you know they're regulated. They're so you know no, it's not some cockamamie sort of pyramid scheme somewhere, right? Like every business that is on there has had to register with the SEC and put all their business out there. And I would just recommend go do your due diligence, check it out. If you want to invest, invest. If you want to get investors, that's a beautiful way to do it. It's also a way to allow your community, your family and friends to get involved and give to your business without the intimidation of being like, grandma, I need $5,000. Like you don't want to, you know, like you want grandma to use her retirement and social security. Like, you know, you might not want to go ask grandma for that, you know, but but grandma might be able to give you 100 or 200 mm-hmm. right or 300 and so can your friends so so that's that's the biggest thing that i'd recommend people to do you can check out our wefunder where wefunder.com/obanj o b a n j um and i just recommend do your due diligence as both either an investor or a company owner and 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 get out there and and make what you want happen you know there are new models there are new ways um, and, and you can make it happen. It's hard, but, but so is everything. Ooh, wow. So you just came and dropped some gems right there <laughs> as we're getting ready to wrap up. Like one of the, you know, actually I think I was looking it up and the biggest, you know, hindrance for small business owners specifically, I believe it was women. I think even more specifically, I think it was black women was capital yeah. was funding. Yeah. And yes. 
Um, and then next was marketing. And of course, how are you going to market? You need money to market. So you, you, you can't have the, uh, uh, well, I don't want to say not decent, but you capital helps you to be able to put your business in front of more people. Right. And so, um, with that being one of the biggest hindrances for, and, and specifically women are, some of the highest rate of new entrepreneurs and business owners, again, getting more specific with women of color, getting more specific with black women, just a high rate of women who have these ideas that they want to share with the world. And just because they don't have the capital, so many are falling out of the race and closing yeah. down and getting burnt out and not being able to continue, um, not because their ideas aren't validated or, or great, but because they're missing this piece it really is necessary, you know, to have the backing to be able to do in the business what is necessary and what's going to make it sustainable. And so yeah. I love that you brought to us this wonderful idea of, um, you know, a new way of crowdfunding that I hadn't even heard of. I truly appreciate you for sharing, right? Um, where your equity crowdfunding and these resources such as, you know, WeFunder and you, you mentioned, um, was it Republic or Public? Republic. Republic, right? So that we can at least do our due diligence in researching and learning more and and really operating as businesses. Because I think a lot of people are operating as, it's not that, it's not bad to have a side hustle, but there's definitely a difference when you're yeah. creating a biz, a legitimate business, right? You said you have to sign up and report and there's accountability, right? Like there's, you're going to have to make sure you're not commingling your friend, your funds, y'all, right? Like you need to have right. an actual business account, you know, just all of these little things that um, really make all of the difference when you're taking yourself seriously. And when we take ourselves seriously, guess what? Everyone else is going to take you more seriously too. So yeah. I um, wanted to add on yeah, to that. Okay. Um, so just like a, a quick statistic that always sort of humbles me, um, Black Women Tech put out a report uh, this year where they said um, 71% of Black women entrepreneurs are PhDs, mm. JDs, mm. Um, you know, MDs, masters, bachelors, okay, highly educated group. The average friends and family round, mm. so after put in your own money when you go out and you sort of try and get that next tier of funding, the average family and friend round from this highly educated population is 36,000. Hmm. Startup world, that's small. Um, in the startup world, the average family and friends round starts at around 250,000. Hmm. So imagine that gap, right? So if you wanted to go out and get investment, right? Not even venture capital, which is like a really small, small, like they fund really small slice of businesses. But if you wanted to go get an angel investor, or you wanted to just talk to somebody in town about investing in you, the amount of traction they would expect from your company is going to look different because they're comparing you to somebody else who came in and already had 250,000, right? <laughs> from friends and family. And then we could go even deeper and add the added layer of with, you know, the gender wage gap and all of that, mm -hmm. how, how much did even that individual woman save, right? Mm -hmm. Compared to say her male counterparts, maybe she's able to start with 20,000 for her business or 50,000. And he was able to start with 75,000 or 150,000. Mm -hmm. there, there actually are statistics around to show that like, that's exactly what's happening. There's a, like all of the things we talk about as women and our access to money 
it compounds. And so when you talk about business, it impacts us so deeply. So it's sort of like we have to find alternative ways mm-hmm. to get access, right? Some some of us will be able to get bank loans and that's awesome, but that's not going to be all of us. Right. Some of us will be able to go straight up to an investor or we have a wealthy uncle and that's awesome, but most of us will not. And so it's just about really trying to figure out what alternatives can work for you and can get you in front of the people you need to get in front of, but also allow your community to help you to the capacity they can. I can't even just, wow, the gems are potent today, boy. If you haven't been taking notes up until this point, you're probably going to have to go back and listen again. That's fine, okay? Um, And have your pen and paper ready to go, right? This is a classroom. This is where we're learning. Um, It's not just I mean, entertainment is fun and great, but we're also, you know, hopefully giving you information that can literally transform your life and your business. And so don't take anything that we're saying lightly. Now, obviously, do your due diligence and and make sure that, you know, whatever it is that is discussed fits for you and your specific situation. But also don't be so um, either skeptical or so paralyzed um, that you're unable to entertain new ideas just yeah. because you know you you feel stuck or you're in a season or um someone told you you couldn't do it or it's not possible and so really hopefully you know everyone who's listening feels encouraged to keep going and to be uh focused and intentional as we close out the year so that we can go into you know the next with a greater foundation that supports us being able to serve at a high level and be well at the same time ourselves. Um, I would love for you to let us know where everyone can tap in and learn more about, you know, Orange and everything that you've got going on. Yeah. I love that so much. I love everything you've just said. So if anyone's listening to this and they're like, yeah, girl, but like, how do I start? Go ahead and email me. I love to talk to women founders about stuff like this. Um, Melissa at obanj.com, O-B-A-N-J. You can follow us on Instagram. We are instagram.com slash obanj.jewelry. Or if you want to check out our Weave Funder, maybe you've never invested before, but you have $100 and you're like, I'm ready. You know, uh, wefunder.com slash obanj. I always say before investing, again, we use this word due diligence. That just means like read up on it, look into it, check it out, um, you know, go on the platform, see other businesses. There's really cool stuff on there. VR companies, breweries, you know, uh, new tech platforms, all kinds of businesses. So check it out. But then if you decide, yes, I want to invest, come on back to the, come on back to the one that brought you to the party. Come on back to a bunch of site. <laughs> And invest with us, okay? So um, yeah, you can find us, you can email me, you can find us on Instagram, or you can, you know, check out our WeFunder um, or become a member, you know, get grandmothered in. Um, but good luck to everybody listening. We're all in this together. You are not alone. Even on the days it feels like you are, trust me, you know, your your tears, your blood, your sweat, your persistence, your tenacity, your it's 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 in tandem with a group of others who are striving to make tomorrow a little bit brighter. So wow. And I'm on the the wefunder.com um backslash abanj and yes, I love this. Y'all are killing it, right? And this is such a cool way to um 
not only, you know, get your business growing, but also to teach and show other people. So, you know, I'm going to have to slide in your emails my daggone self, okay, to figure out how to get my life together. But anyone who's listening, she has given you an invitation. And I think I was listening to something that said, you know, that um, this guy who was a speaker would tell people to read a specific book and maybe 10% of the people who heard the speech would actually do it. And so mm. I assume that there's only a portion of people who are listening who are going to actually follow through. And what I'm going to say is that those who follow through are the ones that are going to get to where they want to be sooner rather than later. Not that you're not going to get to where you want to go. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that action takers are money makers, all right? Success loves yeah. speed. So you know yeah. your ability to execute, and it may not be on this, but to execute um, with a certain level of haste, um, yeah, is is definitely a sign um, of of being able to move in the right direction and embodying um, a spirit of success. So I will say that definitely go follow today, right now. Okay, um, go ahead and take a picture of this episode, tag both of us in it. Why not? And shoot that email over so that you can learn more about this. So, Melissa, I truly appreciate you for stopping by the show. I'm, you know, I went and tapped on all the things. I'm like, oh, let me make sure that I am, that I am tapped in. Um, and I might need to go ahead and get grandmothered. Okay. So I can be next year living my best luxurious life. Yes. Um, <laughs> I want to see you in the Chanel, honey. Okay. <laughs> listen, when y'all see me come up, don't act like I didn't tell you. Um, and so, yeah, I just truly appreciate you for coming on the show and sharing your insights and your wisdom. It's greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you for what you do and really pleasure to be here. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.